Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cold Feet Podcast. Join our journey as we interview people in this cold plunge and we delve on the adventure of holistic health, athletic development, barefoot education, washing the norm, and so much more. So dive in, grab a hot cocoa, and enjoy the episode. Before we start our podcast episode, we would like to give a brief shout out to our podcast sponsors. Most shoes harm your mobility by over-restricting your foot's natural movement. With the Ursus from Barefoot Athletics, a shoe designed with minimal restrictions, your feet can move the way nature intended, so you can move with more confidence and strength in every step. Barefoot Shoes was founded by Chris Duffin, who attributes proper foot biomechanics as foundational to his success in squatting and deadlifting over 1,000 for reps. He created Barefoot Shoes to provide a minimal shoe designed for strength athletes. Go to barefoot.shoes slash TBSR to check out the Ursus and you can save 10% with the code TBSR10 to purchase the strongest minimalist shoe available. As a gym owner, I usually lift barefoot. When I can't lift barefoot, I love lifting in my barefoot shoes for both the health benefits of lifting barefoot and the increased ground feel I have in all my lifts. You don't need supplements to build muscle, lose fat, and get healthy, but the right ones can help. That's why over 350,000 fitness folk have chosen Legion. Well, that and their 100% natural products, their clinically effective ingredients and doses, and their no-hassle money-back guarantee. I've been following Michael Matthews, the CEO of Legion Athletics Journey, since 2012, and I am super duper impressed with their supplements. They have a wide variety of everything from protein powders, pre-workouts, post-workouts, omega-3s, and bundles. And you can save a whooping 20% with the discount code HABER, H-A-B-E-R. So just log in to legionathletics.com, and the discount code is HABER for 20% off. Earthrunners are some of my favorite minimalist sandals. Earthrunners were created to rewild our lives in response to the typical modern domesticated lifestyle, which is causing numerous health, psychological, and social issues. Through rewilding and grounding, we aim to bring stronger, healthier, and more resilient individuals and communities back to our society. If you're not familiar with grounding, grounding is exposing your bare feet or body to the earth beneath you. And if you're unable to do that, you can ground with sandals like Earthrunners with their unique copper plug and copper laces. Grounding has a huge display of benefits such as reducing inflammation, improving sleep, and improving happiness. So you can check out Earthrunners at earthrunners.com and you can use our discount code of TBSR10 to get 10% off. Hey, it's Sean here. And welcome to the Cold Feet Podcast. Today we're going to be addressing unilateral training as well as how to fix asymmetrics and having one side that is stronger or more muscularly developed than the other. So before we even start, first we want to understand that as human beings, we are asymmetrical, meaning we're not flawless. We do have a right dominant hand or a left dominant hand and a lower body that's usually going to be the opposite of what our strong upper body is. So for example, if I'm a righty, which I am, usually my left leg is going to be stronger. Not always. And that is simply because 
every time I take a step or I kick a ball or I do any sort of motion that requires me to use my right leg, which is dominant, all my weight is being put on my left leg. So usually that left leg is going to be more stable, a little bit stronger from all the uh, load bearing that it has every time that I use my right limb. Now, even though we're speaking about hands and legs here, this obviously refers to rotation, flexion, extension, any one-sided movement, I'm usually going to have one side that's more dominant. Now, the question is why? Why are humans like this? Why do we have a natural muscular imbalance in our body? So I would delve into the three main reasons that I feel really impact the way our body develops, both as a kid through our teenage life and our adulthood. The most important one and the most obvious one is the way that we move. So whenever we carry our groceries home, if we're a righty, once again, if you're a lefty, then interpret what I'm saying as a lefty as well. I am just a righty, so I'm using this example uh, for myself. I'm usually going to use my right hand for carrying my groceries home because it's stronger and it's just more habitual and more natural for me to do it. So when I carry groceries over 20 years home with my right hand, my right forearm, my right shoulder, my right trapezoid, my right scapula, my bicep, even my chest, these are all muscles that are in at play, you know, stabilizing the shoulder and over time of carrying heavy loads, they're naturally going to get stronger. That's just one example of where daily movement can cause a certain motion to get stronger. Now, in addition to the way that we move, as in daily life, there is also the way that we train. So when I train in the gym, two things happen that will really affect it. Number one, whenever I do bilateral movements, unless bilateral movements means like a squat or deadlift or any movement that uses two limbs at once, it's always very likely that I'm going to be slightly overcompensating with my stronger side. So if I'm doing a bench press, my right side might take over the movement ever so slightly. And if we look at the body as a curve, and if the right side is always 5% stronger or 5% more powerful, it's going to be taking over that 5%, which is allowing us to always progress a little bit more on the stronger side. In addition to that, even when we're doing unilateral movements, meaning one-armed or one-limbed exercise, it's still easy to compensate and cheat and either lift more weight with the stronger side or just have a better quality rep and allow the muscles that are stronger to actually do the job. The third way, and this is a less spoken about way, but I think it's equally important, is the way we rest. So if every time I'm sitting at the computer, I'm always leaning on my on my right or left side, then one of the sides is going to get used to being in that position and will probably get tighter, okay? Now, if I'm dealing with tighter muscles, I'm also developing imbalances because if one side is constantly tighter than the other because of the way I sleep or the way I sit or the way I'm slouched over the computer, then obviously that's going to lead to imbalances which will affect the rest of my life as well. Now, 
delving into little menial tasks that kind of combine both rest and the way we move throughout the day, such as writing with a pen or how we brush our teeth or how we click our mouse. Now, if you were to tell me, eh, what do you mean, Sean? Brushing your teeth is just, you know, a five to 30 second or two minutes if you're in the military action every day. But it's not because if you brush your teeth, in fact, stop everything you're doing right now and brush your teeth with your left hand. This is something I'm a righty and I've been doing this for, I think, three years already. You have to develop the neural pathways and the way to move with your left hand that you never did before so it's going to be strange for you until you get used to it and if every day you're moving your right hand in certain movement pattern you may not be making it stronger unless your toothbrush weighs 100 kilo but just the fact you're moving your right hand those extra four minutes a day over 20 years will impact the way you move and the way you train so same thing applies to writing, especially if you're in school or any sort of, you know, work that requires lots of writing. You're developing certain movement skills and connecting the puzzle pieces in the neural capacity in order to write. And the most impactful is clicking or using a computer. When you use a computer, assuming you're right-handed, so your shoulder blade is always in slight protraction with the mouse, your fingers and your hand-eye coordination are all connecting on your right side, and it's very, very difficult to do the same with left-handed mouse. In fact, try to use a left-handed mouse or even to switch your mouse to the other side of the keyboard, and you'll notice how hard it is to connect the dots in your brain. These are all examples of how you're not just developing strength and muscle on one side, but your neural capacity is usually going to be better because of those little tasks that you do. Now, before I delve into addressing it, I want to mention again that it's okay that we're asymmetrical. Even bodybuilders who are the epitome of aesthetics and function, and they're always trying to address their asymmetries, I don't think have perfected the art to 100% symmetrical, but they've gotten pretty good at it and are nearly at the point where their body is equal in uh, symmetry. When it comes to sports or athletes or anyone that has like a functional performance goal, I'm once again not concerned about asymmetrics in the manner of is there an aesthetic difference? And I'm also not super concerned if there's a performance uh, difference unless it's A, causing injury or pain. If someone constantly is getting hurt on his left knee, then it's telling me something about his left knee. And I can examine it from the way he's running, the way he's training. Perhaps he's got other injuries in the area that is causing his left knee to be so not strong or weak, but I try to avoid the use of the word weak. And if it's affecting his ability to perform. So if he's sprinting and I see his left leg is lagging behind, even if he's not injured, I obviously want to address that. And the third reason why I would want to address it is if it's causing imbalances. So if a pitcher who's a righty, obviously he's going to have a very overused shoulder simply because he always, or quarterback, because they're just throwing and they're wearing at the shoulder again and again, but eventually that throw and that rotational force will cause an imbalance because one side is being abused over and over again and the other side isn't. So that's where it comes in to train the other side. Now, how would I address it? So first we want to break down our three things. Our things are our daily movement, 
the way we train or play sports, and the way we rest. So, daily movement-wise, first and foremost, whenever I'm doing any menial task, like carrying something, or carrying my kid, or my baby, or picking up something, I would recommend doing it with the less strong side, simply because assuming that in life you're always going to naturally go onto your dominant side and you're naturally going to use your stronger side without thinking whenever you do consciously make this effort of adding that extra rep on the left side even if it's just putting a book on the shelf you're going to change the way your nerves work and how your neurons fire up and how your habits work as well which means over time you'll be getting in those extra reps in life giving you those extra reps on your less strong side now this could apply to anything you do if you work in manual labor if you work in a butcher shop try cutting a little bit with your left hand keep in mind you're not going to be making the major gains or you know competing in in, in uh, the world powerlifting meet by cutting your cucumbers with a left-handed knife but I'm sorry left-handed knife with your left hand but you are definitely making changes in your neural capacity and the way your body moves and learning new movement patterns and that's honestly what movement is movement is learning new movement patterns the way we train is actually very interesting so first of all as we delved into before we want to ensure that we're not compensating in any way in our bilateral movement so if we're bench pressing squatting deadlifting shoulder press or power cleaning and over time that discrepancy we spoke about where the right side or the left side is working just five percent harder over time that will lead to differences we may plateau because our body is no longer working equally and we may also get injured because if one side's working a little bit harder than the other like right now I'm hold I'm recording right and I'm holding the phone with my with my right hand in a flexed elbow position that means my bicep is having a static isometric contraction for around 10 minutes that's my stronger side I don't want more load on my stronger side I want more load on my less strong side so I just switched my recording to the left side to make it easier so after I video and assess or work with a coach to make sure that I'm not compensating significantly in my bilateral exercises, I want to be sure that I'm incorporating enough unilateral exercises as well, which allows me to address the limbs one at a time. Now, there's several rules that I use for addressing unilateral training. Unilateral training is like, think of like a left, uh, a one-handed dumbbell press or a one-handed row or a, a single-legged squat. Always start with the weaker side. So, for example, if I were to want to do a set of pistol squats or let's take a weighted exercise like a single-legged Romanian deadlift, I'm always going to do eight, so whatever, let's say six reps on the left side, which is my weaker side. And then I'll make sure that I match my right side to my left side. I'll do eight reps on the right side. Because if I start with the right side and I can easily do 10 reps, and then I get to the weaker side and I can only do six reps, I'm making the imbalance even further and even worse. So always start with your weaker side whenever you're doing a unilateral movement. Number two, Feel free to add an extra set or two, especially if you see a severe discrepancy or strength or muscle or even aesthetic differences because that does tell us about what our body is able to do as well to the weaker side. So for example, there's many different ways to do this, but I can do a set on my left side, which is my less strong side, a set on my right side, and then immediately after a set on my left side. Or I can just do conventional style and I can do three sets on my, uh, my right side and four to five sets on my left side. And obviously play around with the volume 
volume and ensure that you're progressor progressively overloading the joint over time and the third way that you can ensure that you're also helping addressing this muscular imbalance is do extra mobility on the stronger side and the reason for that is because the stronger side is usually a lot tighter and when it's a lot tighter it also is working harder and it's going to be more in pain because there's just more load on it because it's working harder. So to help release that and, and, and fix that muscular imbalance that you have, especially back when you're doing those bilateral exercises. So think I want to do 50% more mobility on my tighter strong side and I want to do 50% more training on my tighter less strong side. That is when it comes to training when it comes to life hacks or life tips throughout the day to ensure that I'm maximizing my uh, movement patterns, neurons and strength and power development on my weaker side. Try switching to a left-handed mouse. I've been doing this for several years. You may not you know, beat the next World of Warcraft level on your left-handed mouse, but you can and will be able to work. Try, using, try brushing your teeth with your left hand every day. Try drinking water, holding the cup with the left hand. Try eating with your left hand. Try writing with your left hand. It will be very difficult because writing is a very difficult hand-eye coordination skill, but it can be a very, very useful tool to help you really develop those left-handed movement patterns. There are so many things in your life that you can switch to your left hand, and once you do it, it will become a habit. The bottom line is, is that asymmetrics and, and a weaker uh, weaker side of the body is completely normal with all human beings, and the main time you want to address it is A, if it's causing pain, B, if it's affecting performance, or C, if there's a very large uh, difference within your body. That is all for today, and have an amazing week and an amazing life. Hey, I'm Sean, and I'm the Barefoot Athlete, and I want to welcome you on this six-week Barefoot Transition course. Two and a half years ago, we started developing this course, and we wanted it to be 12 months long. Why 12 months? Because we felt that if you just spent dozens of years and cushioned shoes, you can't transition that quickly. Realizing that 12 months is not sustainable, we shortened it to six weeks. And in these six weeks, you're gonna dive into foot, knee, ankle, hip, shoulder mobility. You're gonna dive into calf, ankle, knee, hip strengthening. You're gonna learn how to take care of your feet, how to release them with tons of soft tissue work. After the first phase is over, after the three weeks are done, your pain is gone, your knees, your hips, your feet are feeling great, ready to rumble move on to the advanced stage. We learn how to land, we learn how to jump, we learn how to produce force and absorb force. Every single week is action-packed with play, fun, challenges to challenge yourself, your friends, your loved ones, and your community. Tons of strengthening, tons of footwork, and we can guarantee you that in six weeks' time, you will be much, much closer to being able to fully love life and live life in minimalist footwear. And the best part of it all, you're not limited to six weeks. So if you want to go back and repeat a phase, you're more than welcome to. So let's go, come along, and enjoy the course.